Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. In this episode, I want to give my thoughts and impressions of Everdell. After playing it ten times, at least ten times, I've been able to do this over the past year or so due to the app being released. And if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to do so. Uh, if you don't own the physical version and you want to play against other people online, I think the implementation is good in and of itself, if, if you're curious to know. So I, th I think the app is worth pursuing if you are interested in that. But Everdell needs no introduction. It is a highly regarded game, ranked 31 overall at the time of this recording, with an overall rating of 8.1. This is a game designed by James A. Wilson, art by Andrew Bosley, Cody Jones, Dan May, published by Starling Games, 1-4 players, 40 to 80 minutes, and weighted at 2.81 out of 5. And so in this relatively light game, according to that weight, you are tableau building with cards and using worker placement as well. As a quick overview, you uh, place workers to get resources, uh, usually at first, you know, uh, these workers can be used later on to gain uh, milestones, you know, to uh, claim objectives for your own. If you have played certain cards to your tableau, or a certain number of types of cards to your tableau. And there are other ways to place workers for points, but for the majority of the time is to get resources and cards. And you're playing these spending these resources to play cards to your tableau, which has a limit of, I think, 15. And you get to play from your hand as well as a shared market. Uh, one caveat to this placement is that if you do have a certain building or a certain card in play, that can chain with a, another card that you have in your hand or in the market. Then you can play that one for free. Think of Seven Wonders and Seven Wonders Duel. When you have built a certain card in a certain age in the next age, you can play it for free because you've played that card and you don't ne necessarily need the resources to do so. So there's that element as well. And each card, uh, you know, both the critters that you play, the characters, as well as the buildings that they inhabit, have you know certain effects to them to give you an edge in the game and so uh, it's a card-based tableau builder uh, another meant another intricacy about this game is that the turn structures are uh, varied amongst players i the uh, another parallel is tapestry where one person can progress from one age to another without everyone else being at this you know on board at the same time uh, you can do this. You can do so in Everdell and progress through different seasons at different rates compared to other people. And so it's all about the timing, uh, lengthening out your turns to gather more efficiencies, to play more cards to your board, etc. As it goes on. Um, usually for these reviews at ten plays, I like to provide some stats from the community, usually in the form from of BGA. However, that is not available. Obviously, since this is only an app version, uh, and I, I don't have any stats that I could give you. So these are more of my impressions from multiple games. So first of all, it's a very straightforward game, and I place it in the same category as, say, Wingspan, where the decisions aren't many, but they are intriguing. You know, it, for, I think it is appropriate for this weight, where you don't have too many decisions or decision points to be evaluating you know you only have a handful of cards in the market as well as in your hand as well as the resource uh, worker placement 
uh, resource points are. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's fairly straightforward where you can go and what you can do. Maybe a little bit more so involved compared to Wingspan. Uh, but still, it's fairly light, if, especially if you've played, you know, board games before. And probably a reason why this game is so successful is that it does add, it does integrate a lot of complexity that is uh, familiar to board game players, uh, you know, regular board game players. But it also is approachable to those who have not played a lot of board games before and are used to smaller decision spaces. In this game, you know, a lot of people talk about the variety of cards uh, and the lack thereof sometimes of some of those cards appearing in games can lead to bad hands and bad outcomes. And for games such as this, as well as Wingspan and Arc Nova, I think the more you get to play with them, uh, play those games and get those reps in, the better you understand the cards and the better you understand the state of the game and the flow of the game. Where so the strategy of responding to what is in front of you, you know, and finding the best efficiency routes and hoping, you know, hoping for the best, of course, in some instances to get the cards that you would really like, but still being able to, uh, you know, play, you know, uh, squeeze the juice out of the lemons that you receive in this game is still interesting, you know, and, and it's still viable. And people who have played Everdell more, you know, significantly more times than someone else will probably leave the victor. I've run into a few games where I have played against seasoned uh, Everdell players, and that is true. One thing that I forgot to mention, too, about the me uh, mechanisms that I do appreciate in this game is that if you do purchase and play certain cards in front of you that have a worker placement spot on them, other people can use workers on that space as well. And it only becomes available next when you do go into a new season and you retrieve all of your workers while gaining a few extra along the way. And so there's no space to increase the amount of workers that you have. You just have to get to the next round, the next season. And I, I do appreciate that. So for me... The and I think my opinion would change if I did have access to the uh, expansions, which there are a myriad of expansions for this game, which add a little bit more complexity and and differences and variety of cards, of course. And but for me, you know, my my diagnosis of this game on the enjoyment scale is a seven out of ten. I and it's hard to you know on paper. I think I would enjoy this game more than Wingspan. They both are very similar as far as theme. Uh, you know, it, maybe that's a stretch because, you know, you have birds in one, you know, that which is relatively, you know, less thematically integrated with the mechanisms of the game versus Everdell where there, I think there is a little bit more, even if it's more of a fantastical animal, you know, anthropomorphic uh, animal situation that you've got going on. I think a lot of these cards, like the farmers, right? If you have two of them together, they give you a certain bonus point. If, and if you play them on a farm, you know, you, it, it, you know, those, those cards have interactions with each other. Uh, there's more interaction in this game too, where you can play a card and use someone else's spot where versus wingspan, where you can, uh, you know, gain a benefit of someone else, you know, activates a card that affects everyone else. So there, there is some interaction. There's probably more in Everdell compared to Wingspan. There's more 
there are more decisions to make in Everdell compared to Wingspan. Places that you can go, you know, literal places that you can go versus the four actions that you can take in Wingspan. And another caveat too, you know, I do have more experience with Wingspan. I've played that over 50 times, and so I'm sure I would feel similarly to to Everdell if I got to that point. But I think two reasons, you know, keep me hold it, hold me back from giving Everdell a higher rating. I give it a seven out of ten for enjoyment right now. Uh, for the first thing, I think it's that lack of experience and knowing what the cards do and don't do, you know, and and so you know, being unfamiliar. I, I was I st- even though I mentioned that you know, with experience, you get to mitigate the luck of the draw a lot more. I th- I think that still affects me to a point where you know it, it doesn't feel like there's um, a lot you can do other than to react to what cards are available and the pursuits of strategy that you have towards those cards that you do have seem very um, rote and scripted, which, you know, I admit Wingspan can do the same as well. Uh, and maybe to more of a degree, you know, there's more things that you can technically do in Everdell. But, uh, you know, part of that too is the chaining of cards. I feel like, you know, well, okay, I, I see two cards out here that chain together a uh, uh, you know, establishment or a, and, you know, a building as well as a character or a critter. So I feel like, you know, sometimes the smartest decision is to go for that chain and, you know, to get points there as well. And, and so, you know, it, it feels a little bit scripted to me on what you can do. Uh, I do appreciate the mark. There is a market of cards there. So there are more options technically than say a wingspan, but um, but in addition to, you know, I feel like the strategy of Everdell, as far as the base game goes, is straightforward. I've had the most success when I've been able to save up and buy out a, you know, a king or a queen or the castle and palace, which are, in my opinion, very strong. Perhaps they aren't the only, uh, this is probably true and I haven't researched this enough, but there are probably other ways and other uh, strategies other than saving up and buying these powerhouse cards to get ahead in the game. Uh, you know, if there are certain, uh, you know, different cards that are in the mix in your hand and in the field that put together a pretty neat strategy, I haven't found that yet. And so for me, strategically, it feels like this, this game is, is dictated by whoever gets those cards and saves up for, for those strong cards first and to be able to utilize those effects later on in the game. And and so for me, the, the strategic variation uh, feels limited versus Wingspan, where in, in my opinion, a lot of it depends on, you know, which rows. And, and of course, this, uh, let me backpedal a little bit, you know, it depends on how many expansions you are playing with for either game, you know, adding the variety of different cards and objectives and, and things that you pursue. But in Wingspan, you know, uh, I guess you can pursue the gold standard of building out your meadow and farming eggs basically but there are other ways to you know score a lot of points and there are a lot of videos say out you know on youtube and articles on board game geek which talk about that and this is somewhat addressed with further expansions and i'm sure that this is you know this is true for everdell where the strategic variation is expanded upon with uh, not only in the base game but with expansions and and with the experience of players who really enjoy this game and have dived into it really deep. And so 
I think a seven out of 10 is where I'm at. And I think as I start to play this more and, you know, I have people who I can play with and, and I definitely enjoy it and I want to enjoy it. And I think that desire to enjoy this game more because of the comparisons to games that I really love. I think as I start to research more into the strategy and the variations that come in the base game and expansions, I think this rating can go up. But for now, I'm, I'm sitting at a seven out of 10 and, and I, but I still really enjoy this game, and I think <laughs> I might I might be in the minority, of course, when it comes to this game, uh, as it is highly ranked and is definitely worth your uh, look and worth a play or two uh, if you haven't played this yet. And that's Everdell, after 10 plays. So thank you for listening, and I uh, hope you have a great day, and please schedule an appointment with your board game doctor real soon. Take care. <laughs>